0: Listeners, how you doing? Well, welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie season three, episode six. Are you kidding me? It's six already. Yeah, we've gone that far. Yes, we have. Oh my god, <laughs> this season is a flying by. We have a great episode. We're very excited to talk about our artist for this week. And- all kinds of other cool stuff including our sponsor which we will talk more about later on at the end of the episode so stick around yeah but right now it is all about the meat in the main course of the dish meal that is Mm -hmm. this episode that fell apart very quickly yeah
1: i i was i was just gonna let you continue until it fell apart on its own but it they crashed and burned.
0: They really did. Um, why don't you just tell us, the hint? All right, that guys. We had.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I will. It's the gravy of the episode, you know.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> okay, so guys, last week the hint was that our featured artist of this week uh, describes her outfits as the Lady of Shalott meets Ophelia, mixed with scary Gothic Bat Lady at least her stage outfits are this way in real life she's quite normal um one of you one did get it
2: shout, shout out
1: to my sister Helena <laughs> finally someone's playing the game I appreciate it I appreciate you um uh, <laughs> uh but yeah so next time y'all better jump on board Guess. Make some guesses. Shoot your shot. That's mm-hmm. how you live your life.
0: So, who is our episode on? Ah, who? Yes. Who?
1: Why? It's none other
2: than Florence and the Machine.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! I like <laughs> pretending we have a studio audience who are who's very excited to hear
0: what we have to say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to imagine. <sighs> anyway, yay, we're talking about Florence. I'm so excited.
1: Hell yeah! Uh, I think she's incredible. I think she's one of the most interesting, uh, pop indie rock voices of our of our time, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited to delve into her discography. But before we do that, mm-hmm. ladies and germs, um, I I want to I want to start like you know how we always do. Uh, how did how did you get into how did you get into Florence, and the Machine?
0: Okay, so I feel like I got into her kind of similarly to how a lot of people probably got into her. I heard "dot days are over" um, because that song was everywhere for a My while God,
3: when it first yes. came
0: out. It was um, it was in a commercial. I want to say an Apple commercial but I'm not sure. I can't it was, remember.
1: It was in everything. It was in Gossip probably, Girl.
0: Yeah, it was probably in a lot of commercials, a lot of things. But the point is, I heard it like on a commercial on the radio, and I remember like I liked the song, um, but I didn't really seek it out necessarily or mm. seek out to learn more about Florence right away. Um, It wasn't until a friend of mine, um, because I was in high school at the time, um, a friend of mine was really into Florence. And then that sort of prompted me to be like, okay, I'm going to listen to uh, her album Lungs, which was the one that was out at the time. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I got into her, because I think actually a friend of mine actually burned the CD for me. Nice. It's either that or I bought it. I can't remember. Um, I don't know. Music sharing back in those days was a very interesting um, experience for me um, and all of us back in my day. (laughs) uh, Back in my day, like seven years ago. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so that's kind of how I sort of first got into Uh, her album Lungs and I kind of just fell in love with it and it became like a staple in my rotation um, uh, that I would just go to. It was an album that I kind of associate with kind of like my junior year of high school um, to sophomore junior year because that was a time when I sort of like was really going through it um, (laughs) as an angsty high schooler. And I kind of spent a lot of my time shut in my room and listening to artists that made me feel better about myself, about my situation, about um, everything, and made me feel something. And uh, Lunge was one of those records that I would just put on, and I would basically just wail along to because I can't sing, but she can. So oh. it, for me, it's just wailing, but <laughs> for her, it's like beautiful songbirds floating around the room (laughs) (laughs) But, but I wailed anyway and I would just sing at the top of my lungs to all of her um songs on that record and it would just make me feel so alive I guess is the best way to put it which was which really mattered to me at that time because I to sound very angsty but still true to form. I felt very dead inside at the time.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> like it was that was a period of my life where I felt pretty, pretty dead. So it was nice to just be able to escape for an hour and listen to that record. And yeah, I've basically been like following her ever since and just keeping up with all of the music that she's put out and basically just loving it because pretty much i there are very few florence and the machine songs that i don't like if there are any at all
1: i was gonna say i don't think i've heard one that i've been like mm, don't like it
0: yeah like i haven't had that reaction it's either like i like it but i don't play it all the time or i mm-hmm. love it and i play it a lot
2: yeah <laughs> Um.
0: Yeah, so that's my experience with Florence. How about you?
1: Um, I had a similar introduction. Uh, I think I heard Dog Days Are Over on the radio. Um, God, what year was that again? Like 2009? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) 2009-ish. Yeah, 2009 was not a bad year for music that ended up on the radio. I don't think it was. Um... But her stuff definitely stood out to me. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. It, it had a very interesting quality that did make you feel alive. Like you, you came alive and you listened to it. I remember thinking like it made me want to dance or run or just. You know, have some sort of movement. And mm-hmm. it's interesting when a song imbues you with that kind of energy. Um, so I, I saw it on her album, uh, even my mom was really into it and i remember like we shared uh we we <laughs> shared a copy of lungs for a while she would keep the hard copy and i burned it to my ipod mm-hmm. um and when i went um i would i used to go on like really long bike rides around my neighborhood i could be gone for like 10 12 miles mm-hmm. um and i one of the albums i had on constant repeat was lungs yeah which i think is somehow very appropriate um I don't for know why <laughs> for a bike ride. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, um, well, my bike rides, at least in my, in my neighborhood, um, I used to go through areas that were like, it went from very, um, trimmed and habitable to areas that were like overgrown. And if I fell off my bike, I could fall into the Everglades and get eaten by an alligator. Uh, <laughs> Or or I'd like dart through other people's. um, Neighborhoods, you know, they're they're like Mm -hmm. gated communities, because like nobody gives a shit if you're on your bike, Mm -hmm. just just go. Um, So some of them are at that time, a lot of them were still being built. So I'd ride my bike through construction areas that weren't active. (laughs) Like it would be at times where like no one was building anything. Mm -hmm. and it was just very strange so the feeling that I was like walking this weird tightrope between places that I should be (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't know to me that's when I listen to Lungs in Full it just takes me back to being in high school and
0: riding my bike (laughs) so that's beautiful but also maybe don't bike through construction sites (laughs) They were they weren't like actively building anything. Like they were on lunch break. Um,
3: All right, All right.
2: <laughs> live your life.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, no, oh, but that's that's good. It's a, I, I like that we both sort of have s- such a nostalgic pull to that record.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, it's a very interesting record to be nostalgic over if you really think about it (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: like yeah Uh,
2: that's a record that um you know it's it's got a lot going
0: on thematically yeah which is like i think i don't know for me part of why i was so drawn to it um like, I guess, I guess we can just jump into Lungs because we're talking about it. Um But uh I do love that record a lot. And it's just, like, there's so much imagery that's, like, f- fantastical. And yeah. I think that's something that, um for me, like, I... Not to say that no artist does that, just certainly artists do, but there's something magical about the way that Florence is able to sort of bring those, you know, elements of fantasy into her her stories and still create something that feels so like, um, personal and just, um, universal.
1: It's like, interesting It's interesting that she's as successful as she is, like how popular she is. And so much of her stuff is, as you said, fantastical. Because mm-hmm. I, see, I see some of the, the use of like the heavy imagery of like werewolves and ghosts and then, all that other stuff. A lot of that I see from like lesser known artists or artists that are known well in their respective genres, but don't tend to make the pop charts whereas Florence and the Machine hit it right out of the gate, Yeah. almost. Or it seems that way.
0: Yeah. it It's funny. To me, she's always just seemed so, like, out of this world. I mean, we seem to be covering a lot of artists this season that are kind of, like, otherworldly from, like, Janelle Monae and David Bowie. But, like, I mean, whereas for David Bowie, for me, I've always viewed him as like a space alien. Florence has always seemed like a, like, I don't know, like a sprite or a, a wood nymph, just kind she of got- like <laughs> tra- <laughs> traipsing through the forests and weaving great, um, mischief.
1: Incredible, like, you know,
0: that's she- just kind of like the vibe. She
1: emerged from the woodland and Hosier crawled out of the bog and they were right next door and they were like, well, we might
0: as well. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: and we loved them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it I mean, like, I remember hearing like the song Howl for the first time.
1: Yes.
0: It just blew me away and that's probably one of my favorites on that record because it's just like it's so full of, like, really vivid imagery about things, like, that don't even exist. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got, like, these were- like, it's this, like, image of, like, a werewolf just, like, ripping somebody apart. And yet she mm-hmm. weaves it together with the feeling of being, like, passionately in love with someone and it works and like it really does (laughs) it works so well and it it connects so strongly to that emotion that you have about like being taken with somebody and I mean I heard this song when I was in high school so did I really know what she was talking about no but (laughs) I I, (laughs) just You know, I deluded myself into thinking that um, I knew what she was talking about because, you know, I was so, quote-unquote, in love, quote-unquote, with the guys that I was, quote-unquote, like, infatuated with. um, Quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. All the quotes. All the quotes. (laughs) Look, I didn't, like, I didn't date in high school, so I had no reason to connect with any sort of love song, but, like, when you're 16, you have these intense, crazy crushes for the first time in your life, and you're just like, I understand everything there is to know about longing and mm. pining after someone. So hearing yeah. a song like "How" was just so, like, it just shook me up inside. And so I would spend, like, hours just singing that song in my bedroom, screaming, wondering why... The boy I never talked to, but stare at longingly <laughs> we <never clears throat> <life. laughs>
1: mm. well, then you know what? Then the song was for you in a way <laughs> in a way look. like if you if you dissect the lyrics a little bit it's 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 a werewolf, yes, but the werewolf is also a metaphor for how new love can you know can start off nice. And then turn into this nasty, sordid affair. rip you apart. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And it turns you into a beast. And you do things that you don't want to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know. um, So if you think about it, it applied to you as well. Where you were like... Whether it did
0: or didn't, I forced it to.
1: (laughs) A little teen werewolf in her bed trying to... (laughs) Howling her frustrations at the moon. Mm -hmm. Her sexual frustrations. Shut up. But,
0: (laughs) you know, what it really comes down to is just you really hear her emotion in that song. Yeah. Like, by the time you get to the end of it, if you've been singing along, you're like, at least for me, I'm like practically shaking when I'm singing along because yeah. you're just like so enraptured in the moment.
1: Yep. That's the thing with a lot of her music. You can't just sing along, it's a performance. It really is. She it calls, really is. she calls to your inner uh, dramatic muse, and mm-hmm. you are suddenly overcome with an ancient tradition of just being. Fuck ass wild when you sing. It's the it, it's the fairy curse that when you hear her music you are infected and you must shout and shake and scream and just
0: in general be affected by it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: She ensnares you. She really does. And she has a um she has a way of using that ensnarement to just get you to just explore your own feelings, and so many of those songs are just so good at that. Uh, yeah, drumming song is another one of those songs that I would listen to and pretend like I knew what love was. <laughs> but again, it I like just even just all jokes aside, just the the concept of that song I just loved. It was just like comparing this like the feeling of when you see that person you're so, like, taken with or you're so in love with and how your heart just starts beating super fast. You're, like, you can hear it ringing in your ears and you think Mm -hmm. that, like, other people can hear it around you. Like, she captured that and put it brilliantly into a song. And it's just so fun. It's, like, fun and torturous at the same time. (laughs) It is fun.
1: And it's also it's it's so interesting that like it. It's a fun song, but at the same time, the lyrics are like you being driven to almost the point of euphoric insanity by love, because at the same while it's like lifting you up and making you feel incredible and taking over your life, it's also taking over your life. And that's all you can think about. And I'm not sure if the. If this if the if the character, the speaker of the of the song is ashamed of the love that they're feeling or not. Because um, when it says that they ran, basically they, they ran to church to like feel better, to like get the ringing out of their ears, it doesn't go away.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh. There's something,
0: I, I think the ambiguity of it is like part of, which is what makes the song so great because it's just like, you're right. you. Sort of is in between like this is such a beautiful thing and beautiful feeling, and also like Jesus Christ, this is going to be the end of me, mm. <laughs> and you're you're driven like mad, and like i I love the bridge where she's just like, uh, she basically jumps into like the ocean is just like <laughs> just...
3: <laughs> <Dang> maybe. <laughs>
0: Maybe drowning will help, and then even still, she's just like the water is filling my mouth, and it's still there.
1: Yeah, which of course reminds me of of the the painting that she herself sourced as a fashion uh inspiration, the Lady of Shalott. Or, I'm sorry, not the Lady of Shalott. I'm an idiot. Um, Ophelia, where Mm -hmm. she's drowned, and that's what I think of when I when I hear this song. I think of Ophelia drowning in the river. Um. Who knows? Maybe this is Ophelia's song from Hamlet and like she's at the point of madness where like she loves but she's afraid as well. This is probably what I would sing if my whole life had been built around marrying a dude who then tells me to get to a nunnery. Hmm. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. She she tries to go to the nunnery and then she decides, ah, screw it. I'm gonna drown instead. Like in a way, a weird way, that's a very interesting layer and i have a i have a feeling that's very intentional um her mom teaches renaissance studies mm-hmm. at king's college no way she didn't do that on purpose <laughs> oh, man. Hmm. um i'd also say i was i was as a child oddly
0: fascinated by my boy builds coffins I, okay, me too. <laughs> I listen to this song all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, incessantly to yep. the point of just probably insanity. I, I listen to it all the so- time. I love that song. It's just, it's so, you know, it's interesting because, like, one, it's it's very obviously about death. Yeah. Um <laughs> Like there's it's that's that's all that it is. It's definitely about death. And so it's interesting, at least for me, I don't know how you feel about it, but I always find it interesting that I was so drawn to it. Like because it's a song that um the brilliance of it is that it doesn't it doesn't fear death, nor does it glorify or glamorize it. No. It just it just is and it's a very sort of oddly kind of peaceful way of approaching death which is like interesting for me as someone who you know i kind of i would say that i generally have a fear of dying that's fair <laughs> oh, uh like, most most people do
1: most m- like, many many people i should say many people do
0: yeah so like i always find it interesting that like i'm so drawn to that song because when i listen to it like I listen to it to fall asleep. I listen to it like when I'm like curled up on a rainy day. It's a it's a Ooh. comforting song for me. Like interesting, despite the fact that it's very very much about death.
1: Interesting. It doesn't comfort me at all. <laughs> it gets it gets under my skin in a similar way that that old kids rhyme about the worms gets under my skin. Mm. You know that old one? It's like the worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. In through your no. stomach and out your mouth.
0: All right. Well, that's. Oh, exciting.
1: they use your bones for telephones and call you when you're not at home.
0: Nope. No, no. Nope. And there's a, there's
1: a part I, I could say the whole thing, but there's a part where it's like, don't laugh next time a hearse drives by or you will be the next to die. Um, I get a similar uncomfortable vibe when I listen to this, but I'm also. Drawn to things that scare me and make me uncomfortable, like I get to a point where it's. I don't like necessarily to be scared. I don't really like to be made uncomfortable. And yet I purposefully seek it out. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's my. My uh, my psychological need to self-destruct. I don't know what it is, uh, <laughs> but this song, it it, it it gives me that kind of a vibe. It, it almost feels like it's this old poem that people have been singing or or reading to people to to teach their kids about the inevitability of death and, like, yeah, death comes for everybody. It comes for kings, queens, the poor people, um, tramps. uh, (laughs) And, like, Mm -hmm. it's... You're right in
2: that, like... You know, death just is.
1: It's not Mm -hmm. glorified. It's not scary. It just is. (laughs) And I think that's a, a haunting simplicity uh, that comes with the song. But at the same yeah. time, the song scares me because hm. it, it's about death and I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know. <Yeah. laughs> it's interesting. And there's there's something fascinating about listening to that kind of imagery over and over again, which I did obsessively.
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's interesting. I like, I mean, I, I understand why you say that it's unsettling because it is like, it, it, it. it's definitely unsettling, but mm-hmm. yeah, for me, I don't know why, but it always like, it like lulled me into a like comforted s- trance. And uh, like, even for like from, the instant I heard it, I was just, like, enamored with it because of that. I just, I felt weirdly safe when I listened to that song. If anything, that song maybe helped me be, like, an, a tiny bit less afraid of death. Though, I gotta be honest, still hard pass on the whole death thing. For now, anyway. But For, for now. <laughs> I, I got some more life to live.
1: Yeah. I feel like once you live, it's fine. But... <laughs> You know, Uh, speaking of haunting, uh, another really intense one that I, for some reason, was drawn to was Kiss with a Fist. Oh, yeah. That one reminded me of the battling Bogarts. I don't know if you know about them. You know who Humphrey Bogart is? Yeah. Yeah. He and his first wife used to beat the hell out of each other. It was not a good marriage. It was not good. They both used Ooh. to show up late to fancy dinners, both of them drunk as hell, and both of them like sporting black eyes and like bruises from the others.
3: Ooh.
1: I don't know what kind of place you have to be in um but this song always captured like it's it's <sighs> it's funny because in a weird way her song is not actually about domestic violence, it's more like I don't know. Yeah, The, it, the, metaphor, of, the metaphorical pains yeah. of a relationship that you just go through. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, I can't help it because her imagery is just so vivid and wonderfully written. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I just picture Humphrey Bogart and his first wife just going at it. <laughs> they did divorce. He went on to marry someone else, but
0: still. <laughs> good that's good to know i'm I'm (laughs) glad
1: (sighs) yeah i don't Again, i don't know what kind of place you have to be in mentally i guess the place that the song is really i
0: Mm -hmm. i don't know it it is like um the imagery though is striking and like it uh, i think that's what makes it such a like good song is that it kind of like it takes you aback. Yes. And you're like, oh my, oh, oh, oh God. Yeah. But then, but then like, but then you, you listen, like the, the emotion behind it, the sentiment behind it, like you, like you understand it even as it like makes you recoil. And so like, it kind of like put, throws you off balance a little bit by just how much like, like, like you're like domestic violence, very, very much isn't okay, but you also understand the like the the idea behind this like relationship that's just such a battle, like yeah
1: it's an uphill mm-hmm. fight every time and and mm-hmm. yet <laughs> the the whole kiss with a fist is better than none is basically a a more modern day way of saying "Tis better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all <laughs> I, yeah, ge- I guess. <laughs> yes <laughs> it's it's a fascinating song it's you know what i probably listened to that so often cuz i was 14 and also had never been in a relationship and had no idea about men actually i don't like where this is going i'm cutting this train of thought right now <laughs> are you okay yeah, yeah i'm fine <laughs> 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 I I'd be lying if I didn't say this album wasn't a formative experience.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent was a formative experience for me. I and I would not be the person that I am without this album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. truly. It, it. Yeah. yeah, I I just I spent way too many days and nights and um, lonely. Um, Moments with this album, I would back these are this album was there for me back in the days when I would sneak my iPod into <laughs> classes <Yeah. laughs> and just listen to music during a class because yeah. it's not like I had to like pay attention or anything. Mm. <laughs> and I would just listen to my boy Bill's Coffin, yes. in the middle of my photography class. Oh boy, just be angsty about it. <laughs> So, yeah, this this album was there for me when I felt like no one was. So for that
2: it yeah. There's just so many so many good songs and a lot of yeah, it didn't yeah, you know.
0: It informed my um ideas Um, it helped me make sense of, like, again, my very, very dumb crushes as a high school teenage girl. Um, and, you know, sometimes I would listen to Hurricane Drunk and (laughs) pretend like I knew what that felt like. Oh, boy. but
1: (laughs) But I didn't. It was a formative thing. Oh, I think we all ended up doing that, like listening to music that we were so sure we knew exactly what this meant. No.
0: Yeah. And it's so crazy, you know, you have those experiences as a kid or as a teenager, and then like years go by and then you revisit the songs, having had some of the experiences that those songs were actually talking about and you're like, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I did it now. Like, I really did it now. And it's funny I say that, but I'm sure in like another ten years I'll go back and listen to this album and be like, oh no, now I really did it. So it it's just
2: crazy how that kind of works. You just you know Like, it's just a testament to how
0: your experience changes, and how the songs change with you. You know, like it, like she, she created these songs for her moment in time, and then we, as teenagers, we took those songs, we like incorporated them into our own being, and through through our eyes we interpreted the song to mean what we needed it to mean for us and then as we grow older those meanings evolve with us yeah like that's just the magic of music is that like these like moments in time become these like evolving
2: beings entities and
0: like they're they're friends and they they grow and they change with you, and that's 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 really what it like at the end of the day when I look at lungs like i I look at it like a friend,
2: yeah because it was like it 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 feels like a friend because it is yeah gosh i did
0: I did gush on about this one album. You really could. But we won't yeah. because we have other songs to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we want to jump into High as Hope or is there any other songs you wanted to talk about?
1: Um, can we jump into High as Hope? Dare we? Yes, we can. Dare we do that? Yes, cuz I really want to talk yes. about it. Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: me too. Okay. <laughs> I loved this record so much and like start to finish like this record is so strong. Like it's one of those records that like every single song on it. I love it. Yeah. Like it was beautiful. I, I, I literally cried. Slash almost cried three separate occasions when listening to this for the first time.
1: I think I did. I in fact I know I did. Um mm-hmm. it came out in the summer. I had to go on a funeral road trip. Uh, oh, my um yeah. my great uncle, uh my grandfather's brother, uh who actually for mm-hmm. us acted as kind of like a surrogate grandfather. Um, because he lived in our mm-hmm. state while well, my grandfather didn't uh passed away, mm-hmm. and yeah. we were we had had him cremated, and we literally took a road trip up to New York State um to have him buried with my grandfather. And then afterwards, we we kept going, we went to Maine. Um, and it was the weirdest damn road trip. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, it was weird. um there was a weird for the first half of it, at least
2: um, a weird sort of optimism. And the morning almost was put on
1: hold until we got to the cemetery, which was odd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: very, as I lay dying. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. It's, you know what? I hadn't, even thought about that, oh no <laughs> oh god um i got I gotta write a certain professor of mine now <laughs> um yeah, I, I should write him, go, hey, so guess what happened to me, but no, um, this album came out basically right after we buried him, and so I listened through the whole thing start to finish in my bedroom in Maine and just let the emotion pour over me because I really hadn't mourned I hadn't done any of that stuff and as Hope was yeah. a very special album in that it's a much more optimistic but also very emotional thing like oh definitely <laughs> it's definitely like okay you're grieving but you're coming out the other end have, like more hopeful than you were before. Um mm-hmm. so for me I I'm always going to associate this album with that weird summer. Um uh, <laughs> but it it helped excuse me, it helped me um uh get
2: through parts of it. And for that I'll yeah. I am very thankful to this band. Yeah. It um it- there's a sort of coming-to-terms sense about it, you know? There's just, like, there's a lot of just, like, um
0: growth. Like, you really hear the growth that she's had to go through in order to get to a point where she could write this record, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's what, like, I think that's kind of what it is about it that just really, like, stands out. And there are just there are just like so many beautiful moments on the record too. Because it's like in musically just it's so much more restrained than a lot of the stuff she's done in the past in terms of you know, it's Florence, she's dog, since Dodd days are over, her songs have been very big. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm and a lot of the songs on highest hope are very um you know it's still florence she has that beautiful big voice with these powerful vocals but a lot of it's very like um you know soft and she she takes moments and gives them this sort of breathing room almost for you to just really like just sit there and just reflect and just like really hear what she's saying and it, it's just so powerful. Like I uh I definitely cried during Grace. Yeah. Uh, yes. That, yes. That song just completely like Ugh. and and it was just it it's one of those songs that like you know it really hit me and I cried and I was trying to think about why I was crying. Like, what What about it that I connected to? And it was interesting because it's, like, you know, I think it's the feeling of, like, when you know or feel like you're letting people down, I think that was, like, really just, like, really just kind of hit me in the gut when I heard it. And it's, like, I almost, like, I almost identified with both sides of it too. And I think that's part of it that like made it so powerful. It's just like, it's just that like feeling of just being in this sort of like weird emotional dynamic with family, friends, what, what have you. And just Mm -hmm. like feeling like feeling so disappointed in yourself for letting someone down. And on like the flip side, Feeling so just like disappointed, or not not even disappointed, but like just feeling so hurt that you're watching someone you love
2: hurt. And yeah, it, yeah, it,
0: it. She just she executed on that idea brilliantly, and you can tell that it comes from a genuine like just personal place of just I needed to say this and apologize to someone and that like that kind of just slaps you in the face of oh my god who do I need to call right now (laughs) like I heard that song and I was like I feel like I need to call my brother or my mom or something yeah yeah I I yeah
1: actually it's weird because when I was first listening to it Up until she says the part about, I'm sorry, I ruined your birthday. You had turned 18. I thought it was about her mom. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, it's about a sister. Oh, my God. Who, by the way. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Her sister called her up and said, what the hell? You put me through all of that. Now this you could have just told (laughs) me you love me. You don't have to be so English about it and make a pop song out of it. (laughs) yeah i love that so much (laughs) like imagine being that well i can actually i can imagine being like unable to oh yeah i can totally imagine that (laughs) to like have that intimacy with your family who you're supposed to be the most intimate with we're like you have to say it through a song that is available to the public
0: (laughs) yeah no i I, that i mean that honestly that honestly is probably another reason why I was crying. Just like thinking about my own family dynamics and how they're kind of all messed up. And just being like, God, I can totally relate to the fact that like you just have all these things you always wanted to say. Yeah. But just can't or just haven't been able to because things are just, you know, like it families are weird especially the older you get like they yeah. just get complicated and strange and People. like you always love them because they're your family but it it can be like it can be hard yes. to be that open and vulnerable with with your family about about that kind of stuff about your relationship with them yeah. because you know there's there's this sort of expectation that a lot of us put on ourselves of just feeling like you have to live up to a certain expectation or, or something. And, and that expectation often gets in the way of being able to authentically connect with the people that are your blood. Yeah, for so. whatever reason. Sometimes
1: you're like told it's wrong. Mm-hmm. like I I can I can admire certain aspects of stoicism but the fact that it kind of makes you shut down your ability to talk about your feelings um it kind of sucks
3: <laughs> like
1: yeah. on the one hand there are many merits to like you know I show my feelings through my actions and I love and protect you and all that other stuff and you don't need to hear me say it because my actions prove that I am a I am a person of honor and I love blah blah blah. But there's also that emotional intelligence that is required to be an adult. And I think part of that has to be able to tell someone that you love them. Yeah. And I mean, I I can I can attest to it in my own families that sometimes like too much emotion depending on who it is 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 frowned upon like It's it's hard, I think, especially the older you get. I think when you're a little kid, you hear it a lot and then it gets Mm -hmm. weirder the older you get. And then and then it kind of comes like a punch in the gut when you hear it as an adult, because it's almost like. This is being said for a reason. And it's not just like it's it's a double. edged sword here, because it's like, I love you. And something is happening, instead of just an I love you."
0: <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the emotion just because kind of goes away. Yes, and there's always something attached to it, and that's or it it can feel that way, and so it, yeah, it's hard to navigate the older you get, and then and then when you just complicate it all by just like, you know, sometimes just like the way you are and the way a family member are like you like, it's like you're speaking two different languages when it comes to like the way you convey emotion and the way you convey the things that you want to say. Like, and all of that is
2: just like, yeah, it it just complicates the whole thing. And so I think with this song, it was Her just, like, cutting through
0: the bullshit and just being, like, this is, like, this is the way I express myself. This is the way that I know how to connect with you. And after everything that's happened, like, I need to tell, I need to say this to you. And,
2: like, I... I I think a
0: lot of people can relate to that and I sure as hell can.
1: Yeah. I also something that struck me about this song the first time I heard it. Um only because Florence likes to play with religious imagery, not necessarily actually being religious. Um but, you know, she was raised Catholic. I feel like I feel like there's like this secret thing that I'm picking up on. <laughs> but um <laughs> Do you know about the theological concept of grace? Um No. Okay. Uh, Catholic high school coming back to haunt my ass. Um Uh grace is uh re- really simplified cuz I'm not googling this right now. It's supposed to be uh, basically you always can be forgiven by God. Like it's his unlimited mercy kind of mm-hmm. a thing. It's what was bestowed upon us, you know, it, during the crucifixion and the resurrection, all that other stuff. Like it's, um, it's, you know how they say the saving grace. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it kind of comes from. Um, and she's playing, I think with that concept here, uh, you know, her pre-chorus, the bridge thing or whatever it's, this is the only thing I've ever had any faith in is grace and grace is her sister. And it's, she's asking her sister, um, at the end for forgiveness. And I think there's something interesting in playing with that idea about really hoping you have that kind of grace to fall back on from your family. And it's interesting, like, it's great that her sister's name is actually Grace. Um, yeah, because that was what I first thought. Now, did she actually do that intentionally? I don't know. I want to say she did, because to me, that feels like a very smart choice. But mm. it may have just been a coincidence because her sister's name is actually Grace. Um, but I don't know. To me, that's what it made me think
2: about. I don't know.
3: I mean,
0: I didn't, I didn't know all that, but that I think that does add a really, uh, even more like personal level to it. And it's just an and a smart level, so I I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And to keep it theological, uh, let's talk about Big God. <laughs>
0: I love this song. (laughs) This song has swagger. And I appreciate that. Like, it's just like, every time I hear this song, I feel like I need to just like stare angrily. Yeah. (laughs) Just like really like get into it. And I love it. And it's like, it's so stripped down too. It's just like, this song is so cool. I just, yeah. I, it's so cool. Like, just from an a, a aesthetic standpoint, like, it's just so, so unbelievably, like, a vibe. <laughs> like, um, so much so that I got to be honest, like, I don't even hear the lyrics half the time. I'm just <laughs> so taken with just how it makes me feel.
1: That's that's kind of cool, only because it makes me feel like it's haunting. Um, it's both comforting and uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. Interesting. Like, it's very good. It's very dramatic, which I love. That's typical Florence in the Machine. But um, especially towards the end where she starts going like... Uh, like i'm like oh god what is this like (laughs) it's it's almost like uh, i'm not i'm not sure how to even describe it i think it's because the music video was really creepy to me Mm. it was creepy i'm not sure if she meant for it to be creepy but apparently it was inspired by a goya painting called witch's flight and that makes sense
0: Oh wow! You know it's interesting. I gotta be honest, like this song. Like the emotion that comes up for me when I listen to this song is anger.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely angry because <laughs> so... the beginning verse yeah. is her getting ghosted. That mm-hmm. makes everyone angry. <laughs> like, like she said, it's about yeah. someone not replying to her text. Imagine getting so mad. <laughs> I'm
0: write this whole last song. <laughs> this is
1: why you don't ghost Florence yeah cause she'll write no. a song about you about how apparently <laughs> she's like done with men she needs like a god to help her handle these feelings <sighs> uh, and yeah getting yeah. ghosted
2: sucks it does it does yeah. but yeah I like I,
0: I guess I think the anger is what keeps the song from being creepy to me, okay, <laughs> like because I listened to it, and like I think when I first heard it like the very beginning it, i I do get a bit of that creep factor, but then when she really gets to the like first like you need a big god, yeah, and she really goes for the note that that's when that sort of anger comes in, and then I'm like, okay, now we. We about to F some shit up right now. <laughs> like Yeah. That's basically the vibe I get from the song. And then that just carries me through and I love it.
2: <laughs> oh man. So good. Um so a song I have to talk about
0: on this album is Hunter. Yes. Um
1: that was what, her first single off this album?
0: Yeah, that was the first single.
2: Um yeah, I
0: I cannot express how much I like connect to this song. Like it I remember when I first heard it, I was just like, Oh my god. Um, this was another song that almost made me cry. Like Because it's just like, first of all, I didn't know that she had struggled with an eating disorder. Yeah, I think Um, this
1: was an album where she came out with a lot of things she was struggling with.
0: Yeah, like there's a that's why this album just feels so personal because it it was like she was really being forthcoming about a lot of things. and like this song, like really set the tone for that. So to to release this as like a first single, like really just kick things off of being like, yep, yeah, we're going there on this record. And I appreciated that a lot. But like, it also just like, um, like I just it really kind of like blew me away just cause like. I also struggle with an eating disorder. Yeah. And to like hear this song and like instantly be able to un- connect and understand what she's talking about was like, I wasn't prepared for it. Cause I like, again, I like, I had no idea. And it just like, I listened to it and I was just like, the like the first few lines like at 17 I started to starve myself um I thought that love was a kind of emptiness and at least then I could understand the hunger I felt and I wouldn't have to call it loneliness mm-hmm. like I heard that and I was like it it felt like she was inside of my head like I like she said it and I knew exactly what she was talking about and I like that was weird for me because I've never really it's really hard for me to be able to like articulate like the experience of an eating disorder like when people have asked me about Mm -hmm. it and so to hear that and just be like wow that that's it (laughs) that that like I, I totally understand what she means and just that that feeling of like almost like you using hunger as a, like a really, a twisted kind of
2: coping mechanism. Like
0: it's like a really, like it's a really weird concept to uh, maybe like understand if you don't, go through it maybe or yeah because as
1: as much as i like to like think like oh i get it through this artistic expression it's like well like, i don't really like i can yeah. i can understand it conceptually but i don't mm-hmm. get it
2: yeah like it
0: but yeah it, it really like it it's a it's not it's not an easy thing to talk about because it's, it's not, again, it's kind of one of those things where, like, you kind of need to have that experience in order to, like, actually really understand how it feels. But, like, this is the closest I've ever, like, come to having somebody be able to, like, articulate the f- so some of the feelings that kind of go along with what I was experiencing. And like, I, like, I, she, like, said in an interview, I believe, that, like, she's kind of, like, at a point in, in her life where she's sort of pretty far down the road of, like, recovery mm-hmm. from that. Like, and I certainly am not there by any means. So it was like a really, um, kind of just a cathartic experience to be able to like listen to a song from somebody that's like in a different place in the journey, okay, than I am, and like it, like it, it got it got me emotional because it was kind of just like a a moment of just feeling like i'm gonna make it maybe one day Damn. kind of thing it's... like it, it really like like the chorus she's like or the part in the song where she just starts saying we all have a hunger like yes of course yeah
2: like that just like you know it, it it's true And, like,
0: it's something that is really hard to remember when you're going through something that, like, is so isolating or feels so isolating. But, like, this song was, like, something out there to be, like, guess what? Like, it's it's not always going to be like this. That's pretty and like it's pretty reassuring.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, um it's
0: what it's probably my favorite song on the record. Like it's really hard for me to pick a favorite from this record because I do genuinely love all of these songs. But like I that might be my favorite Florence song period. Because it just like took me by surprise so much by just like how relatable it was to me in a way that like uh, none of her other songs have been like innocent, like, you know, like with her other songs, I, I, that I relate to, Mm -hmm. um, I relate to them in a level of being able to take them and like integrate them into my life. But like this one was just like a, it's a shared experience. And I think that's about it kind of just like slapped me in the face and was just like, Oh my God.
1: It was, a, it was a slap <laughs> in the face, but it was also like a hand
0: outstretched. Yeah. It was a slap in the face in the sense of I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, but like the actual song itself was like a, like, Hey, let's get through this together moment for me and yeah I like I I think it was the music video that really did it for me. There's something about the music video that like um is really just like emotional to me. Like it, it's a relatively simple music video. Um but it's just so beautiful. She also did a really great performance of the song on Fallon. Really? Yeah, like, and she just, like, dances across the stage. Like, not, like, but, like, I don't mean dances and, like, she did a choreographed dance. Like, she just, like, flitted about the stage, like, a again, like, like a, a fairy, wood nymph <laughs> or fairy. <laughs> like, just so, like, effortlessly. And it was, like, you could tell her whole being was in that song in that moment and, like, I think that's just a testament to like how personal this whole record was and this whole song was, and like it just this this record blew me away. Like it it just like my entire day after, after it dropped, I was like, "This was the greatest record." I loved it so much. It's probably like one of my if. Like it's one of my favorites from this year, and the 1975 put out a record, so like yeah. I'm just like it's probably probably tied with that one. That so, is high praise. That that is very high praise coming from me. It is like that like y'all know like the 1975 mm. is in my blood, uh, but yeah, this was an incredible record, and Hunter was an incredible song. And, um, I also want to talk about the end of love cause that nice. is another song that I just like that, that was one of the, uh, the end of love is a song that kind of just like blew me away from like a songwriting standpoint. Like, I think it's just such a like, well put together song. Like it's like just the way it rises and falls in the same way of like um cuz it's about like you know she has she has this imagery of like um surviving a flood and the song kind of rises and falls like floodwaters and i think it's just so cool <laughs> and it, and this is another song that actually made me cry when i heard it too cuz it's just so beautiful like i just there's something really like Um, I guess haunting is a good word for it about her voice in this song. Um, which, um, probably has something to do with also just kind of just what she's talking about. I mean, it's another one of those songs that kind of call to mind just family dynamics, because it's very much about that. and it
2: just, yeah, I don't know what it is about that song, but it always gets me in my feelings. Well, <laughs> I think, I think there's something about
1: resilience built into it. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Um, It's interesting only because I, I did a little bit of a little bit of reading as to what she meant because I I had no idea what the whole thing about tore up the floorboards and let the river rush in. I thought that was negative, but apparently that is what
0: it's to like survive a flood. Yeah, and her like it's related to her family. Yeah, right? and her great great great
3: gr- grandfather. Okay,
0: grandfather
1: in the distant past uh on her mother's side did it Mm. to save their family's home from a flood in Texas. Um, Yeah,
0: I remember reading this.
1: And I I think the first time I heard this song, I misinterpreted it because I didn't understand what that meant. But Mm. I think it has a more positive connotation than I originally
2: thought it did. Yeah. I always think about that song as being sort of about just like um I guess cleansing.
1: That's a good one. Again with the baptism.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it's it's just a song about kind of like um coming out of the other side of the storm. I mean and like That storm being just, you know, the burdens of life, just like
2: there's, there can be so much, like,
0: so much drama, so much pain, just in daily life, in relationships and families. And then you go through all of that, and then one day, you get to the other side of it you weather the storm the floodwaters dissipate
2: and you made it <laughs> and like you're at the other side of it all um
0: and yeah i think i think for somebody like for someone like me who's young and
2: stupid like it it can be
0: difficult to um, really see the end or see a path or see anything else but, like,
2: the chaos. But this song is, like, a
0: good, a weird sort of reminder of just, like, you're going to go through so much. And then, at the end of the day, you're, it's all like the the damage will have been done, and you'll pick yourself up and you'll have survived.
1: This too shall pass. And
0: yeah, and then you're, you'll
2: be left to rebuild and wake up on the other side and keep going. And, like,
0: that that can be a tough thing to, like, remember and an even tougher thing to then, like, have to accept, I think, you know?
2: Like, especially for, I don't know, like, for me, like, just this idea of just, like, rebuilding, like, It's not easy. No, and it, (laughs) you know, and and like it's just,
0: it's not easy, and it's an emotional process, and the the song is kind of just there to be like, yeah, but you'll survive. You will, I guess. In some, in some way, shape, or form, you'll survive, and it might not be the form you wanted it might not be the way you expected but it'll just be um i think that that's kind of like a big theme on the entire record and it's just a general acceptance of just life as it is yeah like not not trying to reach any great high or great low but just accepting what is
1: I think I think that's I think that's probably the most accurate statement uh to summarize it. And I think actually you've touched on something interesting because I feel like that's the the essence of the of the last song on the album No Choir. Yeah, because the whole point about it is that real happiness and like real love and all that other stuff it's not about like the high highs and the low lows it's the comfortable silences of just being able to do nothing and be still yeah and there's something quite lovely about having Florence Welch's vocals stripped down to just her and and a piano and to just because she's she is very uh orchestral and uh over the top with most of her songs and then this song comes Mm -hmm. on and it's basically just a personification of what she's actually trying to say a quiet moment between you and her realizing Mm -hmm. that like you know it's true happiness is an extremely uneventful subject where true happiness can really just be a moment where you almost are doing nothing in, in, in yeah. this comfortable middle ground of life that just is, and mm-hmm. the fact that makes you happy is who you're with or you know what you're doing or who you're doing it with and yeah, it's
2: kind of beautiful mhm yeah i it it's really beautiful and and it's just you
0: know i i think i I was so impressed by this song um, and just the message of it. And I think the reason why is because I have a gut reaction to not want to accept what she's saying. <laughs> and I think that says a lot about me. And then I, I had that gut reaction and I thought about it and I was like, damn. Yeah. I need to go talk to my therapist. <laughs> It's just it's just a moment where I was just like, wow, like it, it it kinda checks you and just be like Hey, like just just accept the little moments for what they are. And you know, I think sometime I mean, this may or may not be true for other people out there, who knows? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm crazy, who knows? But like you just there's so much in the world that just demands you have this like overreaction or this like extreme reaction mm-hmm. or an intense reaction that like the essence of just being content
2: like can be difficult to
0: just accept sometimes like the like, I, I appreciate Florence for being able to, like, hold, basically hold up a mirror to myself and be like, hey, like, just rec- recognize that, like, you don't have to search for, like, the extreme. You don't have to search for the, like, ultimate, like, experience. You don't have to, like, go that route. Like, you can just accept the happy moments as being what they are. Just happy, quiet, content little moments. And that's beautiful. And that's what life is.
2: Yeah. It was was a, it
0: was, it was a great way to end the album, but it was definitely like a way that like, it, it was definitely like a damn sort of moment for me. I just like sat there and just kind of stared at the wall for a bit and it was just like, wow, I gotta think about my life choices. I got issues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like,
1: I don't know. Am I crazy? Like... No, you're not crazy. I'm just amazed that... Uh, you know what? I'm not that surprised in retrospect. Florence and the Machine. uh, It's a band that deals with complicated issues and and they they tackle them in such a wonderful theatrical, uh poetic fashion that it makes sense that it would also serve as a way to confront all the deeper issues within ourselves on this episode while talking about Florence and the Machine. Uh <laughs> I didn't necessarily expect this episode to get so heavy.
3: But
2: it
1: did. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, it was funny, like I was um listening to Florence and the Machine before we started this episode um today. And you know, like uh I also like initially I was like, oh you know, we'll do an episode, it'll be cool. And then like I was listening to these songs and I was starting to think about what I would say and then I was just like, Oh wow. Oh damn yeah. <laughs> oh 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 my god. <laughs> Cause it's like it, like obviously like like I knew all of these things about my experience with Florence and the machine. But like I don't always take the time to really recognize like just how just how much she has helped me like think deeply about me and who I am as a person and how she's helped me
2: understand and grow and,
0: and make it through another day. And that's kind of crazy. It's also kind of crazy to me that, like, she's been a part of my life in some
2: way, shape, or form for, like, 10 years. That's
0: kind of a crazy thing to me. So, like, it just, yeah, I owe a lot to Florence and the Machine, and I appreciate her for being there to comfort and also to help me calm myself out on my bullshit. There you go. Sometimes I need that, too.
1: <laughs> the wood nymph came down. With a hammer to break down your emotional walls. And then dance, really, And then though. danced away. Happily.
0: Yeah. I needed I needed High as Hope. Much like you needed it as well. So I've like I couldn't be happier that she released this record and that Florence and the Machine is a band that exists in this world. Yeah. Wow.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. We, we sure talked about a lot of fun things, didn't we?
0: Yeah. I said a lot of things about myself that maybe I'll regret one day. <laughs> At least regret putting out on the internet. But, you know, I'm a millennial. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> do you want to do, like, top five favorite songs or something?
2: Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. What
0: are your top five? Or top three? I don't dun, know. Dun,
2: dun, Pick a number.
1: Well, I'm going to go with top five because five is a nice number. I can count on my fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to be that person and say top five. Uh, one of them's got to be Dog Days Are Over just because. The days. i can't i was gonna sing and i had to like force myself to go blah 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 because i realized we we're gonna be charged for money yep. <laughs> um okay so dog days are is my number one um i will also say never let me go just because um uh, cosmic love we didn't really get to talk about it but i really like The harp in Cosmic Love. There's something very outer space about it. uh, Very otherworldly. I really like that vibe. Mm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's see.
2: It's three. I
1: will say. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. Intriguing.
0: It's always harder than we think it's going to
1: be. Always. Always. I'll say Grace is number four. Hmm. And Only If for a Night. I really like that song. That song's a good one. Okay, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh your turn.
2: Okay. Um I think first
0: one is gonna be Howl. Nice. Um, because again, that was that's my go to song for when I need to like feel better, and I just need to like belt out some of my feelings, so definitely that one uh, my boy builds coffins because again, I listen to that song like before I go to sleep, I listen to that song it it is so so very comforting to me, even though it's about death yeah. <laughs> um. And, yeah, you know, we didn't get, we didn't really get to talk about how big, how blue, how beautiful, but I will say that, um, what kind of man oh, that's... is going to be my third.
1: Oh, I should have chosen that. That one's a good
0: one. Because that's just, it is what it says it is. Yeah. And it's just like, how the hell can you do this? Mm. <laughs> what kind of man are you? And incidentally, it came out at a good time when I was in a "men ain't shit" phase, so I was <laughs> very happy. <laughs> Let's see, gosh, two left. I'm gonna go with the end of love because, again, I like. I really love it. Um, lyrically. Musically, it's just brilliant all around, and then mm, this is so hard. Told you, because there are like at least three songs. Yeah, like I'm looking at choose.
1: I'm looking at her discography. And I'm like, oh, I should talk about that one.
0: Yeah, but it's over. Um, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. But okay, my last one has to be 100 because again, like, uh, I, I it's one of it's probably my favorite florence song period like that's definitely it is excellent definitely it's amazing uh, but i also want to give a special shout out to Sky full of song oh that one's good that one's very good so i love that song and then there's a bunch of other songs that i could give shout outs to like rabbit heart oh yes and blinding there's a lot shake shake it out like all of them which which seven devils okay all right well the point is florence and machine is great you should listen to all of her records because all of them have bops on them and she's beautiful and i i would love to see her live one day i've never seen her in concert oh me too but i can just imagine that would be an amazing show I
1: have a friend of mine who's seen her like twice and I'm like how and she's so lucky they're like she's better than you think she is I'm like stop
0: (laughs) stop don't rub it in oh gosh I believe it though I believe that she's everything you want her to be live and more Mm -hmm. um okay
2: well we have come to the end
0: of our Florence and the Machine episode.
1: Yes, we have.
0: Well, not the end end.
1: But the end We've of come our... come to the end of
2: discussion. Mm. So, there's only
0: a few other things to do now. <laughs> I was going to say there's only one thing left to do now, but there... Are there's a couple few things to do here's a couple more um
1: uh, but you know what's at the top of my to-do list what uh booking my vacation because uh summer waits for no one very true mm. and uh do you, do you know where i'm gonna be checking out first
0: where do tell
1: Wine dark sea villas of course <laughs> Yay. Yay! God, the, seg- our sponsor. the segues just get better and better. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> uh, but anyway, no, re- real talk, guys. Uh, our sponsor is Wine Dark Sea Villas. Um, they are a luxury villa company on the beautiful islands of Crete and Rhodes, if you don't know where those are. Uh, check the map. there by Greece. they're greek islands i feel like i shouldn't have had to say that but you know you never know i don't know you never know you never know uh they are luxury villas basically any service that you want you will have you want a private chef to like cook food for you for two weeks you got it you got it you want to basically be left alone but given a map and maybe access to a rental car that you know, they take you to the rental car place and then they say, OK, go here, here and here. And then you're off. You got it. Yeah. You want to just hit the beach for the for your whole vacation, sipping my ties, while beautiful Greek boys pull in the nets from their catch of the of the day that you will eat later tonight in a taverna cooked. You got it. Yeah. You want to just lounge by your fancy pool. Or take a stroll through the gorgeous gardens that all of the villas have cultivated. You got it. Hell yeah, you do. So basically, no matter what kind of vacation you're looking for, if you want something different, if you want something exotic but not too uncomfortable, if you want (laughs) if you want a new experience that I'm sure will make All of your other summers, past or future, pale in comparison to your present. Go to WineDarkSeaVillas.gr, okay, not .com, GR. They are a Greek company. And book your stay now and do it soon because they have a 15% off uh, discount going on right now, but you bet as soon as the season starts, that offer's gone. So jump on it now. But now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Up up and comers.
3: I was like, I was
1: waiting for you to say it. I was like, wait. We got it eventually. Uh, We did, we did. But anyway, I've I've taken a turn the last couple of weeks, uh, and I think it's time to pass the torch to you. So, who do
0: you have for us this week? Alright, I'm super excited. Because this week, we have the band Stand Atlantic. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. They're an Australian pop punk band, Mm. which already is exciting. Mm -mm. But to make it even better, they are a female-fronted pop punk band. Yes. Dope. I was in a mood, um I was in a mood um a few days ago when I was looking for new music and I was like, you know, like I haven't like heard a really good like female pop punk vocalist, like a new one in a while. Yeah. And I kinda wanted that. Like it you know, there there aren't a lot. So when you do find when you do find one you get excited. At least I do. So anyway, I i stumbled on their um song Lavender Bones when I was going through um looking for new music and I loved it. Um they also have another song that I really like called Coffee at Midnight. I love them because they have a really good classic, like that early two thousand seven sound of pop punk that I like. Nice. Um, you know they and they're signed to they were recently signed to Hopeless Records, I think somewhere last year um which is awesome because Hopeless Records has had a bunch of super dope artists on their roster in the years, so that's very exciting, and they're also gonna be on the sad summerfest uh tour. This summer. Awesome. With the main and Mayday Parade and State Champs and a few other bands. So they're killing the game. And you guys should definitely check them out. Like seriously, Lavender Bones, I listened to like on a loop when I first heard it. It was so good. It's so catchy. Um, I also really like her voice because it's um like she has a very like um smooth quality to her voice and it, it it's very pleasant to listen to it there's a nice like sound to it i liked it a lot um so definitely check them out if you want to follow them they are on twitter at stand um so you can give them a follow there you can let them know that rhapsody and reverie sent you and like listen to their stuff buy their records support them um, go see him on tour at Sad Summer because I know I don't know about you, jazz, but I'm buying a ticket to Sad Summer Festival was- because I'm I'm trying to fill the void that has been left by Warp Tour ending. So,
1: I was gonna say I never went uh, to Warp Tour, sadly. Um, so I feel like I have to go to Sad Summerfest. I feel like I'm obligated.
0: As like yeah, a, an emo, <laughs> you gotta have that experience somehow. Um, and no, it just, Sad Summer Festival, it's dope. The main are going to be on it. So it's already, already going to be like the best thing ever because the main is the best thing ever. Side note, the main just released a new record. Go listen to it. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so that was our up and cover. Stand Atlantic, check them out. They're dope. And I'm going to be super excited to see them live on tour because I'm definitely going to Sad Summer Fest. I have to make that a thing. That happens this summer. Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. And seriously, listen to the new main album because it's super good.
1: It is. It's really good. (laughs) It had her on the floor in a heap of emotions.
0: I, I, it was a lot for me. I basically just sat there and like sobbed over my love of all of them. Anyway, all right, I'm done. Stop me before I completely lose it again.
1: All right, consider yourself stopped. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but no, really, listeners, uh, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is at Rhapsody Podcast. Uh, Also, same handle on Instagram. Um, Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. We're on Spotify even. Go check that out. Uh, (laughs) We have a website. Did you know we have a website? We have a website. On it is a mailing list that is brand spanking new. And guess what? Mm -hmm. We made it for you especially. Yes, you. That listener specifically. Insert name here. Yes, you. (laughs) and (laughs) well now it's not personalized um unless we're gonna start calling our fans jerry's i like that actually anyway all of
0: you are jerry
1: (laughs) so subscribe to our newsletter because you'll get tasty goodies like news uh updates um other exclusive content that we can't talk about here because if we do then you won't have your curiosity peaked enough to uh register for the newsletter so we won't tell you there's mystique it's a secret we gotta keep the mystique going um so hurry up subscribe to that get on that get on it go (laughs) uh but also as usual check the website for announcements because we do post things there uh, we, we post obviously we post our episodes there, but we also post uh, album reviews, uh, concert reviews, general thoughts. You know, it's our podcast. We post whatever we want. So it's a mixed bag. Go check us out.
2: <laughs> also, join our
1: Facebook group, Rhapsody Fam. Um, Adrian cries about music a lot more than she does here. I laugh at her crying what- about music. <laughs> It's a lot of sobbing. It is.
0: <laughs> but it's entertaining. If you're not me. Because <laughs> I'm just sobbing. Take it from me, folks.
1: It's entertaining. And we would just love more audience participation, ladies and germs. We really adore you all. And we would love it if you guys just uh interacted with us more because we want to get to know each and every single one of you.
0: Personally, we could be friends. Personally, oh god,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then I break into your house and run, steal all your run stuff. Away, <laughs> run away, listen, <laughs> <sighs> but no, seriously. Uh, we love you. Thank you all for supporting our podcast so far. Please continue to listen to us. Please, um like us, uh, leave a review. Um, we thrive on feedback because we want to know if we're doing a good job, you know? Mm-hmm. We just do. Yeah. We're like little school children. Did
2: I do well, daddy?
0: Did I get a gold star?
2: Do Are you going to put my my podcast, podcast. on the fridge? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: i have to stop. I'm just this now.
3: <laughs> all
0: right. Anyway, so yeah, do all those things. Um now let's um I guess wrap it up. We yeah. have a hint for next
1: week? No, we don't cuz next week's another themed episode, children. So you are yeah. off the hook this time.
3: This time.
1: Yeah. But I wanna see more more uh players stepping up to to, to the bat. That's how baseball
0: works. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: It's March, right? It's
0: baseball season. It's I mean March is almost over yeah, it was opening day this like a couple of days ago or oh. something. Yeah, that's
1: how that works. <laughs> Step up to the plate. Bat your answer at us.
0: I only know that because of Gritty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gritty.